So uh, a while back, uh, back in the uh, early 90s, I believe it was, there was a song that came out about what one good woman can do. And uh, some of you, maybe you were even alive back then to remember that song, but, uh, but so many of us either way can testify that our lives um, are the byproduct of the, the good women that God has blessed us with, right? And uh, it, it is so appropriate to, to set aside a day on the calendar to celebrate moms, and uh, hopefully uh, you have some plans to spoil them silly today and show them a really good time. Um, and I do want to just say that, you know, as a, as a pastor, um, Mother's Day is one of the most challenging days to preach on and to talk about because it is loaded with all kinds of what I would call landmines, uh, explosive things that you can step on and just set things off. And I've been doing this for like over 20 years, and I've probably stepped on and set off every single one that you can imagine, um, despite trying to be as careful um, about the subject matter as possible. But uh, the reality is that this subject of, of moms is a, it's a charged uh, topic, and it's that way for all kinds of reasons. You know, there's so many different things uh, to factor in. Like, like for those of us who have lost our moms, um, Mother's Day can really amplify that very real pain. And, and that loss becomes very acute on Mother's Day. Uh, for, for those who are longing to be a mom, but for whatever reason aren't, Mother's Day really does amplify that longing and becomes a reminder of that. Um, for those who aren't on speaking terms with their moms, or maybe there's some bad history between them, and that brings up all of these emotionally charged memories front and center once again. And so... Um, I thought maybe the easiest solution was let's just skip talking about mothers on Mother's Day. And I tried that one year, and that didn't go over too well either. I got an uh, earful about how very much unappreciative that was. And so um, my goal, goal number one for me on Mother's Day is, is not to set off any landmines. And uh, um, the passage we're looking at this morning... Uh, may not help my cause very much because we're going to a very controversial um, chapter, the final chapter in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 31. And for those of you who don't know, um, it's very dangerous because, you know, well, all kinds of reasons I'm going to get into in a bit. But, but for some of our ladies here, if, if you hear that Proverbs 31, you, some people, their defenses have already started to go up. Um, you know, did, did you see any arms just start to fold or any hands start clenching into a fist? That, that does happen when that, that, that chapter, Proverbs 31, is mentioned. Uh, because a lot of ladies, if you've spent time around church circles, um, you've heard Proverbs 31 uh, many times. You've heard all about the Proverbs 31 woman. And sometimes they've been told that this lady in Proverbs 31, she sets the standard for the kind of woman or, or the kind of wife um, or the kind of mom you're supposed to be. And sometimes she's seen as, this is the checklist for what a guy should look for in pursuit of a wife. And uh, it seems like she's been portrayed oftentimes as sort of like the church version of a Barbie doll, right? You know, 
No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you know you're just never going to be her because that woman doesn't exist, right, in real life. And, and I don't know if I'm getting warm here for anyone. There's just a lot of strong reactions to this passage. And by this time, some of you are wondering, okay, am I about to spend Mother's Day morning listening to the pastor highlight all of the expectations that I'm failing to live up to because I am not signing up for that on Mother's Day. Um, let, me, let me assure you up front that I have no intentions of doing that at all. I, I actually want to take just a minute to, to kind of put Proverbs 31, this final chapter of the book of Proverbs, into context um, to understand how I make sense of it before we actually jump into what it says so, so like I said, Proverbs 31 is the last chapter of this Old Testament book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is actually bookended by, by two women. The front and the end of this book um, is, is highlighted by two women. Chapter 1 introduces us to who's called Lady Wisdom. And, and basically, the theme of the entire book of Proverbs is wisdom. And and wisdom gets personified in Proverbs as a woman to pursue, all right? So, so Proverbs are, are a father's words written to his young son who's, who's coming of age, who's approaching adolescence and getting towards adulthood. And he tells his son, pursue wisdom the same way you'd pursue a woman. And, and make no mistake, that imagery connects to adolescent males, right? Um, and then you go on and you read through the chapters of Proverbs that unpacks, here's what wisdom looks like. Um, that it's not about coming up with the right answers on a test. It's about making the right life choices in the trenches of life. And there's 30 chapters and it's filled with these insights and observations and, and nuggets of wisdom about how to navigate through life situations. And then... We get to the end. We get to chapter 31, this famous chapter, and it closes with another snapshot of this young man. But this time, it's not dad who's speaking to him. This time, it's his mother who's instructing him, and she tells him about the attributes of what to look for in a wife. Now, so on one level, you could read through this passage we're about to jump into and take the whole thing literally Son, here's your checklist for your wife. There's a lot of problems with that that I'm not going to get into that interpretation this morning. But when you look at the book as a whole, what you see is that it goes way beyond that. That this is, this is the final snapshot of the same lady we were introduced at the beginning of this book. This lady wisdom that, that this young man had been introduced to by his father way back in chapter 1. He's now had 30 chapters to get acquainted with her. And now to close the whole thing out, mom is sitting down with him and saying, hey, seal the deal with that one. Lady Wisdom is the one that you want to become more than just a casual acquaintance with. Make her your lifelong companion. All right, so does does that make sense? Um, That means that whether you're a mom or a dad, Whether you're a husband or a wife, whether you're a parent or a child, the point is the same for all of us. Make a lifelong commitment to living with wisdom. And and most particularly to children, as, as you're growing up, 
The, the greatest gift you can give your mother is that commitment to pursue a life of wisdom. So, so this passage is going to tell us what that looks like, how to seal the deal with Lady Wisdom. Uh, more than anything, the intent is to whet our appetites, to immerse our lives um, within the pages of Proverbs. All right, so let's start out now and look at what it says. It says this, um, an excellent wife, who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So the first thing it's telling us to do in sealing the deal with Lady Wisdom is to treasure her, treasure wisdom. So when you have wisdom as a lifelong companion, what he's saying is you have a priceless treasure. It says she is far more precious than jewels, and, and jewels would have been the most prized possession back in the ancient world. But, but she's telling her son that can't compare to living a life wisely. So if you've got wisdom, you've got a treasure. So the question is, what exactly do we mean and why does it matter so much? And how do we actually get this treasure? Um, wisdom, we already said, is the, is the capacity to make right life choices. And the idea is that life is filled with critical choices. Uh, you could see it as forks in the road where we decide we are either going to go down this path or we're going to go down another path. And you start to understand how precious wisdom is when you realize that the choices we make really matter. Life decisions um, have a way of shifting the trajectory of our lives in significant ways. And that means that the grid that we set up, that we have in place to guide our decision-making process, it's, it's critical. It is, it is priority number one because wise choices are life-giving and foolish choices are life-taking. That's, that's the essence of what wisdom teaches us. And, and it's, it's insight to see below the surface, to get to the heart of what really matters, to, to see things long-term, and to connect the choices we make with the consequences that follow. And so it's overall, it's recognizing that we are God's people, that, that we're living in God's world, and, and that means we got to understand how to do life God's way. And, and, and that's the way of wisdom. And, and Proverbs is filled with examples of the kind of life scenarios that train us how to navigate these choices. Uh, I would tell you um, that the book of Proverbs is incredibly relevant. It's, it's practical. It's immediately applicable. And it's really, I find it to be one of the easiest entry points into, bi- into Bible reading. So if you want to get into your Bible One of the easiest entry points is just looking at the book of Proverbs. Um, We treasure wisdom by opening up the book of Proverbs and letting it take us to school, learning from it, because it covers all kinds of topics like the words that we use, uh, the people we hang out with, the attitude we have towards money and debt, how to deal with temptations, all kinds of things. Here's Here's a quick overview of the curriculum and we're going to look at a lot of these in the coming weeks. Uh, one is speech. So in Proverbs 17, 28, it says this, Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. 
And so maybe some of the smartest things we can do is just say nothing, right? You, you know that, right? We understand that. We've been there before. Uh, how about pride and humility? It says in Proverbs 11:2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. How about outward appearances and looks? Proverbs 11:22, and I love the imagery here. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout, is a beautiful woman without discretion. Gullibility. Uh, Proverbs 14, 15. The simple believe everything, but the prudent give thought to his steps. Did, did you know that not everything on the internet is true? <laughs> Do you know how important discretion is? Yes. Um, temper and anger. Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife, But he who is slow to anger quiets contention. Yeah, some of those temper issues, they they do need to get taken care of, not just excused. Um, How about timing? I love this one. Proverbs 27, 14. Whoever blesses his neighbor with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted as cursing. Yes. Yeah, you may be a morning person. I am but the rest of the world isn't, so say what you got to say at the right time. Um, There's 31 chapters of this stuff, and and what that means actually is you can read one chapter of Proverbs every day, and you can make it through the whole book in a month, and then you can start over again and do it month and month and month, And, and every day you can just ask the Lord, can you just highlight one or two verses that are applicable to the the challenges that I'm working through, the issues that I'm dealing with, and, 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 or even better than that is read it together with someone else and let them speak into that. Uh, so seal the deal with wisdom by, by treasuring it, treasuring it. And the passage goes on and it highlights some of the actions uh, that wisdom takes. So let's keep reading. Here's what it says. It says, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet dying and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching and kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. All right, so here's the idea, just to make sure we're staying on track. When, when wisdom becomes our lifelong companion, then the idea is to follow the imagery where she goes, our lives will follow. And so the question is, where is wisdom? Where is Lady Wisdom leading us? Um, You can't help but notice through these verses that we just read that Lady Wisdom is a pretty busy lady, 
right? She is lighting a fire and getting on it. She is not hanging out on the couch waiting for life to come to her. Wisdom gets out there. Wisdom takes action. Wisdom makes things happen, right? It shifts our lives from neutral into into high gear. Uh, When we're living wisely, we're discerning. Here's what needs to get done and then get busy doing it. And so this kind of shows us a day in the life of Lady Wisdom. It says she searches out wool and flax. She rolls up her sleeves. She works with her hands. She's up before dawn. She's putting together what her household needs and taking care of what needs attention. And, and so just to be clear, right, this has nothing to do with gender roles. This has nothing to do with expectations. This is just an example of the kind of daily habits that a wise man or a wise woman is going to have in place for their lives. There's this ongoing theme all throughout the book of Proverbs about diligence, about throwing off passivity, guarding against what it describes as slothfulness. That's the, that's the Old Testament term. Today, we call it laziness, right? Uh, Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. This chapter is a, is a snapshot of diligence. Uh, there's an intentionality, there's a determination, there's a resolution. And so wisdom doesn't say, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that when I feel like it. Wisdom does the opposite. I'll do it now, and at some point, maybe I'll start feeling like it, but that's not gonna start or stop me. Um, wisdom invests in the future. She does today what will bear a good return tomorrow. And she has what you might call a a good old-fashioned work ethic, right? Get up early, take care of business, get my hands dirty, do physical work if that's what needs to be done. And and it says her lamp stays lit through the night. You know, this this is life choices, right? There is no substitute in life for just a willingness to work hard at what it is that's before us all of us. And, and truth be told, right, some of these qualities are kind of in, they're, they're kind of in short supply these days. Um, kids, if you're here and you want to have a happy Mother's Day for your mom, you want to bless your mom this Mother's Day, here's, here, here's a hint. Look for something that needs to get done and do it, right? Do it before she asks you to do it. I guarantee you, if you do that, you will make your mom's Day. Um, and by the way, that attitude will serve you well because once you're out of the house and you're in the real world, you know, the, the hours you spend on TikTok, uh, the, your, your ability to wax eloquently about the latest Netflix series binge watching episodes you've been on, it's not going to take you very far in the real world. But taking initiative, getting things done, that will. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying. I've been looking through this book of Proverbs for a while, and, and, and I'm still looking for those Proverbs that talks about, here's what you're entitled to. Um, here's what the world owes you. I haven't found them yet. Let me know if you find any. But Proverbs celebrates the dignity of the daily grind, even when there's no one applauding you. 
even when no one's handing out trophies or telling you how amazing you are, wisdom knows that this is what's got to get done. Uh, Wisdom understands that talent is overrated. Sometimes the things that cause us to be passive is that we don't think we've got what someone else has. They're more talented. They're more gifted than I am. Talent by itself doesn't get you very far. And and a go-to-it work ethic will take you farther than talent on its own will with an absence of unction. And by the way, we're all talented. Um, We don't have to compare ourselves with others. Uh, We've been given abilities, capacities, giftings by God, and we get the opportunity to put them into use. And again, uh, what we see here in this profile, it's it's really a summary of what's all throughout this book of Proverbs. Uh, wisdom is generous. It's, it's compassionate to those in needs. It prepares for the come what mays or, or the what ifs. And so when things outside are falling apart, wisdom is ready. It says this, when the snow falls, uh, Lady Wisdom laughs. She laughs at the time to come. Now, that's not, that's not being prideful. That's, that's being prepared. And, and none of us arrive at a place like that um, overnight. But, uh, but here's the thing. Every day we have opportunities to take steps that move our lives in that direction by making wise choices, by, by initiating action habits of wisdom. All right, let's, let's finish up here and just look at the, the outcomes and the rewards that Lady Wisdom um, brings. It says here, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So the point, uh, once again, is that if Lady Wisdom is our lifelong companion, then and what they say about her will also be true of us. The idea is that wise living leads to blessed life. Um, that's probably one of the major themes in the book of Proverbs. Making the right decisions over the long haul, stretch it out, and you are going to wind up in a place of blessing. And, and this is a picture of what true blessing looks like. Uh, It's not about the exteriors. It's not about outside veneer of beauty. Um, Our our culture's shallow obsession with youth, right? And with this fading glamour, it's it's really just an indictment of how shallow and how broken our culture is. True wisdom treasures inner beauty that doesn't fade. That character that comes from that foundational fear of the Lord Um, That's where the path of wisdom starts. I'm living all of my life unto the Lord first and foremost. What matters most to him is going to matter most to me. I'm not taking shortcuts. I'm not trying to get away with whatever I can when no one else is looking. I'm living every part of my life as unto the Lord who sees it all. That's what matters. Uh, Proverbs teaches that blessing is a byproduct. It says, give to her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. You know, when you avoid the shortcuts and, and you just live a life of, 
integrity, transparency, over the hall, it does bear a harvest. And make no mistake, the harvest is good. And so many of us can point to the blessings that we've received as the byproduct of someone else's wise life choices, right? We reap that along with them. And maybe this is a good place where we can take this proverb literally, where it says, her children rise up to call her blessed and her husband too. He praises her. You know, lady wisdom does come in so many shapes, so many forms. And Mother's Day is a day to acknowledge how often she shows up in our lives in the form of a mom, right? One of the leading personifications of wisdom in our lives is mom. So let's tell our moms, let's honor our moms, let's bless them. And let's close with this. Uh, The sincerest form of flattery is imitation, right? What you see in her, implement in your own life. There's there's nothing, I think I can speak for the moms, which I know is a very dangerous thing for a guy to do on a podium. Um, But I believe there is nothing your mom wants more than for you to navigate well through the life decisions that you're going to be facing with godly wisdom. If you're an adolescent, um, if you're in that adolescent stage of life, which I guess these days is somewhere between 12 years old and maybe 40, I don't know, it keeps on going <laughs> later and later. Um, the book of Proverbs is like your handbook, right? This, this, this book is everything that you need. Dive deep into this book. And I'm sure all the moms here are going to appreciate the Mother's Day gifts, right? The flowers and the food and the candy and the cards and all of that stuff. But I have a hunch what mom really wants is for her children to seal the deal with wisdom, to make wisdom more than a casual acquaintance, more than just a casual friend, uh, to make wisdom a lifelong companion. I have a hunch that's going to bless your mom more than anything else. And that pursuit, by the way, leads us ultimately into an encounter with the the ultimate personification of wisdom, who is Jesus Christ. You see, behind lady wisdom um, is the Lord of the lady wisdom, who is Jesus. He's really a reflect, she's really a reflection of him, and she points us to him. He's the ultimate source of right living, and and navigating life with him is is where the wisdom of God is found. True wisdom is lived with Christ as the foundation, and by making him our lifelong companion, not just for the days of our lives, but, but for eternity as well. Let's pray.